0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love. We're talking about sex goes beyond the taboos, and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. I'm Dr. Joe Court. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, and welcome to the first show of Season 2 of Smart Sex, Smart Love with me, Dr. Joe Court, I'm so pleased to be back in the studio. We're talking about sex goes beyond the taboo, and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. I'm kicking off the new season with one of the most taboo topics out there, mother-son incest. Despite society's denial of it, mother-son incest does happen, and most people don't want to think about it, talk about it, or do anything about it. We idealize mothers and never want to think of them as behaving abusively or of harboring bad or sexual intentions toward their own uh, their own offspring. Overcoming this taboo about the reality of mother son incest is not easy for either victim or therapist. Here with me today is Dr. Hani Maletsky. Hani is a psychotherapist in private practice in Bethesda, Maryland, with over twenty six years of clinical experience. She's the author of the only solid valuable book about this topic, Mother-Son Incest, The Unthinkable Broken Taboo Persists, and it is a revered voice on a mother-son sexual abusive relationship. Welcome, Honey. Thank you. I'm so glad to have you here. I wanted you here um, last season, but we filled up really fast, so I thought this season I'm going to ask you first. So thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I also want to tell the listeners that, you know, um, and you know this, you were the reason that I actually became a certified sex therapist. I was at a talk and I think it has to be almost 20 years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. 2005, four, something like that. Yeah. And I was doing a talk on sexual abuse. And um, I remember, this is what I remember. You came up to me after and you um, appreciated the talk. You were very gracious to me. And then you very graciously let me know, Validly, validly, that it was missing sexual health information, and that I didn't have a good uh, sensibility about it or understanding. You didn't say those words, but that was memory. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I remember it like yesterday. And then that became my journey into becoming one. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm so happy you took that journey. Me too. And I realized, when looking back, I really always did have a sexual health sensibility, but it was covered up with all the sexual trauma work I did, the sex addiction "quote unquote" work I did, and that's all that's all gone. Not the sexual trauma. I mm-hmm. still do that, but the sexual health part is right there. Yeah, of course. All right. So, um, can you talk about why did you pick um this topic to be your book? Well, this goes um,
1: a long way back when I was in uh, in my master's program for social work. I went to Catholic University in Washington D.C. And our master's program or or thesis was supposed to be an, an article for publishing, for publication. And I knew I was going to be a sex therapist. So I was trying to find a subject that has something to do with sex. But I was going to Catholic university, so I had to be mindful of that. And I couldn't choose, you know, something about orgasm or whatever, So I decided to do something about sexual abuse. And my advisor told me that I need to really narrow it down. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do something about incest, because that sounded more interesting, something that I haven't heard about that much. And she said, you need to narrow it down even more. So I thought, okay, what haven't I heard about at all? And I thought, okay, mother-son incest. It probably doesn't happen. And so I'm just going to find some resources that say that it doesn't happen. And that will be basically my paper. It's going to be, in, you know, easy, easy peasy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: (laughs) So I started um, researching and I found out that I was very wrong, that it happens. People don't talk about it, but it happens. And I, I started writing and writing and writing, and it became a lot bigger than, a lot larger than an article, it ended up being a book, a small book, but a book.
0: Yeah, and a very good book. And um, it doesn't stay in print very um, much, right? Because it's not widely um, sought after. Is that, is that true?
1: Um, it's, it's true. I mean, the first edition was uh, published by the Cipher Society in, in uh, 1990, 1995, a long time ago. And then, in two thousand six, they asked me to um, you know add more to it and 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 make it you know more up to date mm-hmm. so I did that, and then I took the rights back and I decided to self publish it so the new edition that is the mother Sun insist um the the unthinkable, broken taboo persists. Is um, the one that I myself self publish
0: And I think that's great. You do that, and and I didn't. I don't mean that when I say that it doesn't stay in print. It's not because of the the content because it's great content. It's this is not a sought-after topic. In fact, you would probably already know this. When you Google mother son incest, your book comes up, and then thousands and thousands of incest uh, porn sites come up. Right. Right so people have eroticized this, which is a sexual you know fantasy, and we could talk about that too, but um, the actual the actual idea of mothers doing this as I started out in this beginning uh, is just not even talked about. In fact, I always say uh, you know, I used to love watching Oprah, she was on what 25 years and her whole she would have multiple shows every season on sexual abuse multiple mm-hmm. never was there a show until I think the season before the last she did a segment on mother-son incest. It was a segment, and it was short, and it was brief. And, I, you know, I mean, Oprah, I know she's pop culture, but she was still very smart about her show. You would think that there would be more about that, but even she or her producers didn't think of it as that much.
1: It's true. I mean, I have not seen that, but I know that Oprah was, like, one of the first to talk about uh, childhood sexual abuse.
0: I remember it vividly in the 80s when she came out on live. She was on TV live, I think it was, and she admitted it, yeah. And you hear all the time, more and more, you know, you always hear about when women have been sexually abused by male perpetrators, but you rarely hear, or less so with men abused of, obviously by their mothers, but by female perpetrators. Would you agree? Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's getting better. You hear more about it, but uh it's still rare.
0: Yeah. And, and do you th- why do you think it is? I think it's because mothers are so taboo to talk about negatively. But what do you think?
1: Well, for sure. I mean, first of all, the idea that a woman will will be the, the sexual abuser is also hard for people to, to accept. You know, first of all, the women don't have penises. So people think, okay, if you don't have a penis, you know, how much harm can you already do. Mm-hmm. And, and besides, women are not that interested in sex. You know, it's all these myths. And um, they love children and they're so gentle and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, if you can accept the fact that women can do that, mothers is sort of like another layer. I mean, mothers are like, you know, like holy. You know, yep. there's no way they can do anything like this. They love their children, they'll do anything for their children. And um, it's just, you know, unthinkable.
0: Do you think, and um, if so, how, do you think mothers do it differently than fathers? Or women do it differently than men?
1: For sure. I mean, first of all, they don't have penises.
0: Right, right, exactly.
1: (laughs) Although a lot of the sexual abuse perpetrated by men doesn't involve penises either. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of different ways to, to sexually molest. Children. Great point. Um, But women have the um, advantage, so to speak, of of being seductive, of um, taking care of the children. So there's a lot of hygiene uh, involved. And so a lot of the sexual molestation can be uh, disguised by. You know, taking care of the children and you know, cleaning them and bathing them and you know, touching them, sort of like because sort of you have to. Um, there's also, um, you know, when when the children are older, like teenagers, perhaps or like around puberty, um, the women can, the, the mothers can ask the, the son, you know, to help her, you know, get dressed and and zip her her dress and, you know, all kinds of things like that, that usually you don't see with men.
0: That makes, that's a very good point. That's what I hear in my office. It's often, most of the stories are, she was taking care of me. She was, it was in the bathtub. She'd come in when I was in the tub or she'd be on the toilet and I, she would ride on the toilet and she'd come in those kinds of things.
1: Right. Or sleeping at night, you know, sleeping together in the same bed and cuddling, you know, that could be another way.
0: Yeah, I've had um, male clients say that to me too. That dad was, um, you know, they had a fight, or he was out of the bedroom, or he was on a trip, and based on that, then she would bring him in. And um, and so, would you say that? Uh, I always say this, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. You're the, the expert on this. That when men do it, it's more overt. When women do it, it's more covert.
1: Exactly, yeah. because when when they do it under the guy, the guys of, uh, how you say, guys? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. guys. <laughs> Uh, of um, taking care of you and baiting you and cleaning you and, and hugging you and all that kind of stuff. The kid ends up being very confused because the mother is supposedly doing something really nice for them and taking care of them, but it feels weird. It feels like something is wrong and they don't know what's going on, which makes right. it even worse.
0: Sometimes. Right. Right, the experience is it feels icky, it feels weird. And so they they describe that and they can't put it into words. Exactly. Right, so as a therapist, we have to help them find those words. And that's tricky because it's like finding an invisible man in the room.
1: Right, and you also have to worry about not putting any ideas in their heads that were not there. Yes. You know, so you have to kind of work on a very thin line there.
0: And sometimes it can be so overt that you, you think to yourself, I think as a therapist, I'm listening, I'm thinking, oh my God, that's totally sexual abuse and they're not seeing it that way. Like the mother saying, I've had this a lot, I don't know if you've had this, where men say, my mother asked me in my teenage years to show her my erect penis to make sure I was growing properly. Right. My mother grabbed me and said, oh my God, you're so much bigger than your your dad, like that.
1: Right. And it's so inappropriate and they don't know any better,
0: the kids. Right. They think it's, it's my mom. I, I'm, she, they, they just dismiss the fact that it would be anything negative.
1: Right. I mean, she loves me. She, you know, she wouldn't harm me. She Whatever she does, she does because that's the way it's supposed to be, even if it doesn't feel
0: good. Yeah. What would you say, what, is there a kind of motherly love that crosses over into incest behavior?
1: Hmm. Well, I think the 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 crossing over is is when the son begins to feel uncomfortable and the the mother doesn't care, doesn't pay attention and doesn't care because there are a lot of behaviors that could be normal, you know in many cultures and in many homes you know every every relationship, every household acts differently. Um, every relationship is different, every culture is different. So it's hard to say, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. Of course, we're not talking about the overt uh, sexual abuse. But um, I think like if if a mother hugs her teenage son and the son is sort of like squirming and doesn't know what to do with himself and obviously feels uncomfortable, that's when the mother, the adult, has to say, okay he doesn't like it, I should back off. I shouldn't do this anymore, at least for now, until he grows up and it's okay to hug him again or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the responsibility of the mothers, the adults, to really pay attention and see when the kid is uncomfortable and, and act
0: appropriately. Right, so I think that mothers who have healthy instincts as maternal instincts, she would get that and see that and catch herself. But the mothers who don't, don't
1: right and that that is the problem because most of the women who who are perpetrators of mother son incest are women who are very needy and and they just they don't think about anybody else they don't pay attention i don't think in in most cases they don't even do it on purpose they're just so needy and they want the kid to hug them and they they want you know they just need something usually there's no um, partner around, and so the kid becomes the the partner.
0: Right. It, it's really based on a hole she's trying to fill in herself. Um. In and, and it could also be that she too was sexually abused in some way. And is, is that correct?
1: It's possible. I I don't like to make the that reference that um, everybody who was sexually abused ends up sexually abusing others. Right. Because. It happens, but it doesn't always happen. And so I, I just don't like to go there,
0: you know? Good point. It's like a co- correlation, not a causation. Right. I agree. Because people get freaked out in my office. If I was sexually abused, does that mean I'm going to do this to my kids? And I have, I say exactly what you just said. It does not yeah. automatically indicate right.
1: that. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of the men don't come forward and don't talk about it. Because they're afraid that if, you know, people find out that they were sexually abused that they will be immediately accused of sexually abusing others.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. You say the five misconceptions um, about mother-son incest include mother-son incest means intercourse, boys cannot be victims of sexual abuse, what harm can be done without a penis, you've already said that, motherly love cannot be sexual, and one of them must be crazy. I love these. These are really important. I listed them on purpose. Do you want to expand on any any of those?
1: Sure. Um, First of all, the mother-son incest means intercourse. I think I mentioned that in the beginning. Um, When people think about sexual abuse, they immediately think about intercourse.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When people think about sex, they immediately think about intercourse. But sex and abuse can be so many other things. And because... Um, you don't hear a lot of cases of mother and son having intercourse, per se. People think, okay, it never exists. It doesn't happen because you never hear about that. But there is a lot of other ways to
0: abuse a child. And and the, the, it's the experience, um, a lot of the um, guys I talk to, Right, because that wasn't the case, she may not have overtly touched him in a certain way uh, in his genitals. It may not have been, like you say, intercourse. So they feel, like you say, they feel crazy. Like, how could this be? And right. it takes a lot of time in therapy to get them to understand that mothers don't do that with sons.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and there's all, all these covert um, sexual touching and and behavior that people just don't make sense of that. It doesn't sound like that was incest. That was just, my mother was like that. You know, that's that's the way she was. (laughs) Um, The the second one is uh, boys cannot be victims of sexual abuse. And that's that's another one that, um, you know, people think that because boys are supposed to love sex, you know, the more the better. And they're supposed to be strong and, um, you know, maybe men can do something to other men, even though they, people think that's rare, which is not rare. Right. But um, the idea that women can do that, and I'm going to the, the next one, what harm can be done without a penis, you know, it's, it's all combined you know men cannot be abused or boys cannot be abused because they're supposed to want it, want it so you know i'm not talking specifically about mothers but you know if if anybody su- suggests for to a kid to have sex they most likely will want it because kids love sex and they're so preoccupied with that and if it's a woman and if it's an older woman you know it's like wow You know, it's great for this kid. And it's just all these ideas that people have in their head that don't allow them to actually see what's going on, that it is abuse, that it does happen, and that the, the, the boys can be very miserable because of that. And they have nobody to turn to.
0: And no words for it, so they don't even know why they're miserable.
1: Exactly. Because they're supposed to be happy about it. And then we have the motherly love cannot be sexual, which we talked about already that, you know, who can even fathom that mothers can do anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it must not exist. And the last one, one of them must be crazy, is I think the, the one that to me makes the most sense, because that's what I used to say. You know, if it happens so one of them must be crazy because it it just cannot happen. It it's impossible,
0: you know. Yes, but it does happen. So, how do you, you know? How, what kinds of um, ways do men uh, manifest this that they end up coming into your office? Are there certain types of behaviors or problems that or dysfunctions that occur?
1: Well, you know, it can affect men in, in a lot of different ways, but I think mostly it is. Um, the way of having attachment issues and how they relate to, to partners. Mm-hmm. A lot of them end up being attracted to older women and some of them like much, much older women. And they come to my office because they, they know something is not right. They want to have a relationship with somebody their age. They want to have kids, but they're not attracted by them. It mm-hmm. doesn't do it this doesn't do it for them and in their fantasies and their pornography that they're watching they're watching these older women and you know they, they feel really bad about it mm-hmm. obviously
0: right and i think it's important because i think our this is such a uh, a shift in our culture to these younger people in gay men and straight men and bi men and um, men where they're they're attracted to older people it's not always related to sexual abuse or some kind of inappropriateness but it can be. True exactly. Right. I mean, you know, the older woman uh, is a cougar, right? And I I actually wrote this article. I thought it was kind of clever. It did not catch on. I thought if women could be older women could be cougars. I'm an older guy. Can I be a cougay? But uh, nobody <laughs> liked it. it did not catch on. <laughs> um, you know, I try to put some humor in some of this because it's so dark. It's so it is. terrible, isn't it?
1: It is. It's so sad.
0: It's so sad because mom of even though this is shouldn't be this way dads can protect children too and men can protect children but mom is expected in our culture to be the protector so when she's the perpetrator it's so it's it's shocking
1: I know people cannot even believe you know when there's a situation where the the, the male partner abuses the kids they can't believe that the mother let it happen
0: yes right you know? so Just imagining that she actually did something. Right. And in this case, when mom's doing it, dad's letting it happen. He's turning away.
1: Right. Or he's not there.
0: Or he's not there. Exactly. Earlier, you said um, about mothers cuddling with their sons in bed. What would you, you know, I know you can't make any specific ages, but when is it inappropriate to keep doing that with the son for a mother?
1: First of all, I think the mother has to, like I said before, be very mindful about how the kid reacts. You know, it could be not even related to to any sexual aspect. If the kid is not comfortable, the mother has to know to get away and not do this. But I think definitely when when the kid gets into puberty and, you know, hormones start going crazy and every thought or every touch gives the kid an erection. You definitely do not want to cuddle your, your son at that at that time, at that age, mm-hmm. or sleep with the son, because then the being with the mother and, and having the mother touch you or you touch the mother becomes associated with erections, with sexual arousal. Yes. And that right. gets all messed up.
0: That makes sense. And I like what you said earlier, that touch doesn't have to be physical. You know, and I've had men talk in my office, mom wore a sheer nightgown with nothing underneath. Mom would run from the bathroom to the bedroom uh, without anything on. And some people, you know, there are nudist families, right? And there are people that, you know, but it's her intention behind it. Would you agree?
1: Right. That's why I keep saying she has to be mindful because like you said, there are families where they walk around in the nude and that's normal. And you know, everybody's fine with that. And they can continue to do this forever. But if they get a kid that is uncomfortable about it or starts getting erections all the time when they see their mom, you know, they have to change their ways.
0: I don't know if you remember this, but a while back I was, I, I, I buy your book, I give it out to my clients. Um, and and Thank by you. the way, yeah, I'll say this at the end too, but your book is available on your website, dr M-I-L-E-T-S-K-I.com. But on Amazon, um, you sell it there too, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember me showing you this forum where hundreds and hundreds and Mm -hmm. hundreds of men talk about the fact they loved having sex with their mother? They loved what she did and they continued it into their adulthood. Yeah. What do you you think of that? I I have to tell you, I I know I'm talking shocking. It shocks me. And it shouldn't, but it does. What do you think of it?
1: I you know, and I, I'm, I have gotten a lot of emails from guys who were very upset about my book because they said that you know what they had with their mother was love, and it was a wonderful relationship, and how dare I call it anything bad? Yep. And and you know, I think I think it's part of the denial. You know, I think a lot of guys who have been in these situations you know, they have to explain it to themselves in some way. They have to live with themselves. So the best way for them to, to explain it to themselves is that it was just a wonderful experience. And their mother loved them in ways that cannot be described. And they had this special relationship and, you know, which I'm sure felt wonderful, you know, on a physical level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But emotionally, I think it messed them up.
0: You know, I had the privilege actually. It was this was um, to uh, Dan Savage, the sex educator and podcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, looking for somebody to write about. Oh, he had a, a somebody who the problem was the guy um, had been sexually abused by his mother. He enjoyed it and admitted that to his girlfriend, and she was yeah. completely turned off. And he let me, you know, speak on that. But I don't yeah, think I would. I was that. on it too. Oh, that's yeah. right. We both were. I'm sorry, I forgot. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, and so. Right? What? I would not have known that was even a thing, though, if it wasn't for that Amazon forum.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And, I you know. know, we have to make room. What do you think of this? I think we have to make room for the fact that there are some people that do enjoy it, that that the mother and the son, do. Ha- maybe they do have a special relationship. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, my philosophy is that if somebody does not see what happened to them as abuse, mm-hmm. I. I do not, you know, try to convince them of that.
0: Right. Me either.
1: Because, you know, if their defense mechanism is working for them and, and it's doing good, I'm not going to mess it up for them. Uh-huh. But if they come to me because they have problems because of that, then we have to accept what happened in order to move on, you know, right. in order to change things.
0: And what's happening in their adulthood is one thing, but I always say to people, if you're five and the perpetrator is older than you as a, a teenager or an adult, a young adult, whatever, that, like you said, it is abuse. Whether you want to call it that or not, it's non-consent. Children can't consent to adult sexual behavior.
1: Right. I mean, legally, if they're five years older, it's abuse.
0: Yeah, right. Very good point. Yeah. We're getting close to the end. I wonder if there's anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to make sure we talked about.
1: Um, I'm sure there's a lot of things, but the one thing that kind of came to my mind when you were talking about the the women, the, the mothers running around in, in see through lingerie, it reminded me of one of my clients who I was working with for many years, and he um, he came for other reasons. And after years of working with him, he mentioned to me one day that his mother did that. And she used to leave the door open when she went to the bathroom. Mm. And I said to him, how come you never told me about that? And he was in tears. He Mm. was crying. It was so hard for him to admit that. And the point that I'm trying to make here is that it is so hard sometimes, most times, I think for men to admit anything like that and it may take years years in therapy for them to even say anything about that yeah. unless they come in for that reason
0: right and sometimes it's not even on the forefront of their mind right exactly. it's so compartmentalized they don't even connect to it
1: right but I- it is embedded and it is so painful
0: and I'm glad that's the point we're ending on because um, I, that needs to be said. You know that people need to understand that you know because no one thinks of mothers doing this. Not even the victims think of mothers, their exactly. own mothers. Yeah. So I want to thank you so much. You know, you're the author of Mother Son Incest, the unthinkable broken taboo persists, and it's available in soft cover and as an ebook on her website www drmiletsk Dr. DrMiletsky.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. And people don't know this, but we're doing this on Zoom because of COVID and I can see you. You can't see me because I'm in my robe and I wasn't prepared. And you look as beautiful as you always did. I just- Thank you. you And I
1: probably was looking like everywhere because
0: I don't see you. (laughs) You look great. You do. You really do. Thank you. Um, I want to thank you, Dr. Hani, for being my guest. And if you enjoyed my show, Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and also follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Dr. Joe Court, D-R-J-O-E-K-O-R-T. I'll see you next time. Take care and be safe. Thanks for listening to this episode of Smart Sex, Smart Love. I'm Dr. Joe Court, and you can find me on joecourt.com. That's J-O-E-K-O-R-T.com. See you next time.